I'm Zach Ghazi Tobati. Twelfth Night of Christmas is considered to be either on the 5th of January, the night before Epiphany, when the three kings are said to have visited Jesus, or on the 6th itself. In Tudor times, Twelfth Night was celebrated on the 6th of January. The Palace of Whitehall, London. Twelfth Night. Written by Jasmine Silk, performed by Cassius Conne. The candles at Whitehall burn so bright tonight that the entire hall is a haze of warmth. The air rippling around the crowds of courtiers as they bundle in from the cold winter's night. A twelfth night cake sits proudly amongst the mistletoe and ivy as servants offer sweet meats to noblewomen freed from their heavy skirts, running and dancing, giddy with the freedom of their trousers and hose. Their husbands swish newly acquired yards of fabric, constantly reminded not to touch their faces in case they smudge their thick layer of chalky makeup. It is Twelfth Night, 1601. The night is the last celebration of the Christmas period, full of bacchanalian revelry. People cross-dress. People pretend to be a different social class. A lord of misrule is chosen to dictate topsy-turvy games and turn the court all higgledy-piggledy. The queen has requested a play especially for the occasion, spurred on by the news that the Duke Virginio Orsino would be visiting from Italy. The famed duke, centre of family scandal, romantic, roguish, tall and charming, has captured the Queen's imagination. So only twelve days ago, seemingly, the royal quest had come to the now understandably rather exhausted-looking Will Shakespeare, who is flitting nervously between the wings of the stage. Twelve days to write and rehearse. No pressure. On the dais, the highest point of the room, Elizabeth watches the frenzy of Twelfth Night, rationing her impatience into the ever-faster tapping of her finger on the arm of her chair. Enough. Elizabeth claps her hands forcefully. The playwright stops pacing. The room stills to a silence. Excitement crackles through the air as Orsino joins her on her dais. All eyes shift to her and then to the stage. The play begins. A storm. A shipwreck. Not an unfamiliar experience to many in the audience. A woman washed ashore in an unfamiliar land. The Duke smiles. Good, thinks Elizabeth. There is great fun to be had now. Cross-dressing, music and dancing with Sir Toby Belch and Maria as a regular lord and lady of misrule, pranking the uppity steward Malvolio who is tricked into ideas above his station until he stretches out his legs in long, bright yellow stockings to the raucous laughter of the court. The character, the Lady Olivia, captures Elizabeth's attention. Like the Queen, she is uninterested in her suitors, and has lost a father and a brother. Elizabeth glances at Shakespeare, raises an eyebrow. In the end, Olivia and the Duke Orsino are married. To this the Duke sniggers and Elizabeth smiles wryly. Perhaps the ending was a little optimistic of Shakespeare. As with all good plays, it ends with a song. A great while ago the world begun With a hey-ho, the wind and the rain But that's all one 
Our play is done And we'll strive to please you every day The actors bow to roaring applause Orsino rises, uncharacteristically hesitant And bows before the Queen Does Her Majesty dance? He asks She knows what he's asking He's wondering at 67 she may be too old Elizabeth meets his eyes and laughs. The Queen rises to her feet and claps her hands. A galliard, she orders the musicians. To the cheers of the court, the Duke laughs, takes her hand and she breaks into the dance characterised by hops and leaps, never faltering or losing her breath. Shakespeare, meanwhile, exhales in relief. Maybe we should all bring back Twelfth Night Celebrations. I hope you're enjoying our Christmas and holiday stories, and please tell your friends about us. Meanwhile, you can listen to all our Christmas and holiday stories so far. You can find out about us at happenedhere.com. Ah, happened here.